Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two. Yo, of the Wackcast. Season two. We have done uh close to about 40 episodes in season one, and then obviously what? we took a we did we did we did a, a pretty fat catalog. If you go back to our Spotify beginnings, we uh we if we not did 50, we at least did 40, and then we kind of just disappeared and uh i guess the essential reason for that is just adult life there was a lot going on at the time we wanted to make sure our priorities were in the right place and now that they are in that place we have decided to continue so season two we did it we're here it's uh, been a long (laughs) time but being adults hard like we all know adulting is just awful all the time i mean there are there are certain pleasures in life but uh when the older you get it feels as though they come less frequent but i mean you know that is what it is that's why we uh we do this podcast that's why we sit here and talk about nerdy stuff that you know we want to talk about so i mean obviously in the past three months i mean a lot has happened where yeah, there's so there's much. been some bad there's been some sad but in the world of releases uh we've gotten some bangers we've gotten some good stuff in the yeah. type of cinema it's been a big month we're glad we came back yeah we've had black adam come out uh yes black adam black panther come out you know black panther Got which some black uh, movies there uh there needs uh, to be uh i don't know i feel like there needs to it needs to be said that like right now obviously there is a lot of drama going on with black panther too i'm seeing it's just getting ripped uh but i think in light of everything they had to go through black panther 2 was was pretty good i mean it could have been better obviously but I think it was great. I mean, I, I really liked it, you know, considering like wanting to keep, you know, respect for Chadwick Boseman and everything. They weren't going to recast the role. I know a lot of people were pressuring them to recast Black Panther and they they weren't going to do it. And I was out of respect. And honestly, like I, I respect that decision to not recast him. I saw Black Panther um, in theaters. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah uh yeah while we're about that what yeah while we're while we're on that mark uh you might as well go ahead and explain black panther to the experience yeah so i just want to say first off um from the production side of things uh they did really do a good job i feel like of honoring chadwick boseman in his memory um they did a unique marvel intro it was all purple um yeah showed scenes of Chadwick Boseman scenes not only in the movie but also like red carpet appearances and things of that nature um which I think was really cool because it was more it was more about the actor not about his character Black Panther like and then as soon as the movie started spoilers it immediately opens up with a funeral for King T'Challa and it's kind of like a funeral for Chadwick at the same time and of course, like there's story reasons as to why everything's going on and all the actors are sad, but you can kind of tell like that sadness is is real. You know, they lost a friend and it's more than just a coworker to them at that point. Like they lost a, a really good person and a friend. And I think they did a really good job 
honoring that memory. Also, before we get deep, being South Carolina natives, the three of us, the fact that Chadwick himself uh, was a South Carolina native, it kind of hit home when he passed. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones to make it out of here. Yeah. From Aiken, that man was. Um. Yeah, now my experience in theater, naturally, I thought this was beautiful, but not everybody in my theater happened to share those opinions with me. Um, so I'm going to kind of use this moment to segue into something um, just in general for for you people out there that like to go to movies and go to public events and things of that nature. Don't be don't be a dick bag. Uh, first yeah. off, just don't do it. You know, people spend their hard earned money to go to something. And uh, don't ruin it for them by being an asshole. Yeah, if you yeah. go to the movie, just sit and watch the movie. The reason. Don't, don't make loud comments. Now, if you happen to be alone in the theater and it's just you and your friends, you know, go wild, enjoy. Sure. But like if someone else is there, they paid just as much as you to get in. Right. Just don't. Nah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I bring this up too, man. Because like, so I was in the theater, right? Alex was with me actually in this particular situation. So there was this... Uh, this row of an entire row of dudes, younger dudes, probably like high school or something. I don't know. Um, but they're rednecks. It's something that down here in the South, you have to deal with a lot is, is ignorant rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> and these are the type of people that they probably just shouldn't have never gone to see black Panther at all in the first place. Um, they started making jokes immediately. As soon as the film opened, making, making anime girl moaning noises. Uh, they had a soundboard with them for some fucking reason. There was they're making cow noises. Yeah, a soundboard. One of the characters. One of the characters. One of the warriors. The woman warriors from uh, Wakanda. Her name is Neka. And every time they would say that name, these redneck kids would laugh. Uh, because pick on, of pick on the children. Sounding to a racial slur, they thought that was funny. <laughs> And it was just so horrible. And you could feel the tension of the entire theater. Like, like these these kids were about to get murdered if they didn't stop. And there was like a quiet moment right around like, you know, getting close to the climax. And some dude in the back, I can tell he was one of those dudes. He was like all the way in the back corner, you know, like he he was there by himself. Like he was that kind of guy. And he just screams from the back of the room. He's like, can y'all shut the fuck up? You might have to bleep that. I'm just staying true to what happened. Yeah. <laughs> when he said that, um, the dude went to make some like shitty comment, you know, about bully oh, comment. And right when he did that, I had been stewing for so long, just so angry. I was probably maybe seven rows behind these people. I was oh gritting my teeth, man. I was ready to go at it. And as soon as he opened his mouth, I took my drink. And I threw it in his direction and I hit him in the head. And <laughs> that was great. Bro, I'm yeah. surprised you made it out. Oh, oh, oh no, yeah, God. dude. Cause when when you get into a situation like that, you have uh, an army of people that are like, Yeah, I mean, better him than me, you know. Like this this kid just he did it for us, and that's fine. So, like, there was there was no ratting justin out in that situation and to make things better like right when you know after it happened like maybe 30 seconds later a cop and two employees come in 
and immediately go to that row. And everybody in the theater points them out. And he's like, y'all need to leave now. <laughs> like takes off. Yeah, he wasn't playing. You know, I could, we I feel like we are about to applaud, but it was during like a very serious moment. Yeah. So everyone just went right back to the movie. Um, yeah, and that was enough. my experience with the Black Panther. And then we got to enjoy the rest of the movie in silence. Like, well, I mean, that's the that's life. the thing. Like, growing up in the South, you you definitely get that a lot. And I say, you know, as much as I can, that I'm just glad that. You know, my grandparents were very old school, but they weren't that old school. You know, from the time I was a kid, they were like, no, you you treat everyone how you want to be treated. It doesn't matter if they have a disability or what they look like. And they basically was like anyone who thinks the same, you know, you you stand up and you say, hey, that that's wrong. That's not okay for you to say. And like, I just I can't fathom that. I truly can't fathom like just thinking it's funny to not only be a bully, but to be racist. Like that's just mean, dude. That's a scummy thing. Like even if they weren't being racist, if they're just so, so damn annoying, annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted, I would I want a black Panther to bust up in that theater and just decimate every single one. That's what I truly wanted. The cop wasn't enough, man. Like maybe fire in my opinion. <laughs> Good thing they got out though. Like, at least it um, wasn't. At least it wasn't the whole movie. Yeah, uh, it sucks. It seems like it was most of the movie. It was it a was. good chunk of, it was like of the first the movie. half. But them, them being escorted out right before <clears throat> the most climactic moment of that movie was its own form of justice. You know, because it's like you're literally gonna miss the best part of this movie the only reason people like you would have come to see this movie in the first place you're gonna miss it because you were a dick and yeah that comes back to my original point do not be a dick so on a grand scale <laughs> i would definitely say out of the two i did enjoy black adam more than black panther well okay I'll get it was that. more action characters in both that i want to talk about and and one's namor from black Pan- black panther yeah namor and was the other one is of course black adam from black adam dwayne johnson's character um they did a really good job with both of these characters i know one's dc and one's marvel but they're still both superhero movies so we can compare them um both Namor and Black Adam are anti-heroes, but I gotta say, honestly, even though Dwayne Johnson's kill count is absolutely higher than Namor's, yeah. they made Namor scary in Black Panther, man. I didn't think they could do it. I've always thought Namor was kind of a dweeb. Like, even in the comics, he, he's like Mr. Uh, no, yeah, Marvel, like Mr. Pimbley from Rick and Morty. Marvel Mr. does that Pimbley. all the time. Is bro they love doing that shit he's so corny and cheesy and just taking like silly characters from the comic books and giving them purpose and then making them a threat no yeah like that shit is so cool they they spun his tail into like kotal khan and shit and that was that was really good i i I, or quetzalcoatl that's who it was yeah kotal khan we talking about mortal Kombat. well no yeah he's straight his people call him kukul khan Google Khan, that's what it was. But his but enemies yeah, call really him Namor. Spin on it. That's something that I I wouldn't have thought of, and it kind of works 
with Namor's character, him being like the first mutant and all. And I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. And then, of course, Dwayne Johnson's see. I'm going to disagree with you. I liked Black Panther more than Black Adam. That's fair. I mean. And my main reason for that is because Black Adam, I feel like, was written with like, oh, we're going to make a really nice action movie with Black Adam. And it was. It was a really good action movie with Black Adam. Dr. Fate was lit. Dr. Fate was awesome. Hawkman was awesome. But He did the injustice thing. The like 20 minute to get you into that movie that's just a slog like that whole his whole origin scene spoon fed they could have they could have done like maybe a two minute like animated paneling of it all and it would have been better than having some child recite a monologue for 20 minutes explaining to us this made-up civilization and it was horrible and then they wanted you so badly to feel for like the citizens of Kondok and stuff. And it's just like, I, I, I wasn't interested at all. I just want a black Adam to be there. And I just feel like they're, they're basically cannon fodder. They're yeah. like, we don't really have a story to get black Adam on stage. So we're going to make up this, this kind of whack story. And then once black Adam's there, it'll be fine. And it was, that's exactly wow. how it was. Cause once Dwayne Johnson steps foot on the screen, it's great. He does a great job as Black Adam. Yeah. I know some comic book fans are going to be like, oh, no, he didn't. But, like, honestly, man, like, he murdered hundreds of people in that movie. He, in he did. He did a good job. I feel like that waiting since 2007 with this role being confirmed is he uh, he was ready to show it off. My only yeah, my biggest sure. gripe about his character is... uh the writing for some of his comedic moments it's like he's, honestly, yeah he's not he's funny yeah but who's surprised comedic moments yeah no. like well given all those comedic moments to uh adam smasher and it would have been great should we talk uh should we talk about one of the biggest moments in the film and potentially the biggest moments for the future of dc comics as a whole of course so uh so yeah uh the, they dc um first off we know now that dc has finally found the head of their studios and it is none other than the man himself james gunn so james gunn now controls the dc universe Great person, and it appears yeah. that Amazing. one of his first options was to bring cavill back as superman hell so yeah he made oh yeah he makes his first full face appearance since Joss Whedon's Justice League. And uh, it kind of sets up a lot moving forward. So we are losing cool. him as Geralt because of yeah, it. It that's also decimates yeah. a lot going forward with the witch. Yeah, now, he lost that role now. I could be wrong. Liam Liam Hemsworth is the new witcher. And it yeah, could Liam be okay. Neeson. He better get like thor like his brother and rock that shit dude i'm sure man i yeah we'll see but they're, they're losing a lot with henry cavill but no yeah we're henry gaining cavill a lot did back. a good Geralt too like his voice effects when he was doing it like just the way he presented that character was very witcher game i'll say um yeah because i mean to anyone who's played the witcher games like if you see henry cavill's performance you're like yeah that's Geralt. <laughs> there's like not a question about it <laughs> 
Yo, so yeah. Speaking of games, God of War. <laughs> I'm yeah. God of War Ragnarok of War is officially is out. Uh, I'm it. gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and flatten it now. Like I've been playing it nonstop since it released, and I'm gonna be brutally truthful when I say I think this may be one of the best video games ever played now like this now the story is there the gameplay it's very familiar to 2018 but they add like new tweaks that keep it fun Uh and i see the internet with both weapons the axe and the blades yeah so you start out with that you do get some new weapons not gonna spoil you get some new stuff to keep it fresh but i heard there's a lot of hardcore boss battles too (laughs) Bro, some of the bosses are like, I mean, yeah. uh, they're you'll just it'll just happen. In 2018, it got so repetitive because there was like, I mean, there was the Balder fight in the beginning, which is great. I will say, we fought like four trolls back to back to back, and those are boss fights. This so, this is how you there. this is how this game is yeah. gonna go, and it's such a minor thing that I haven't even like witnessed it again. But they just straight up tell you they're like. Oh yeah, all those Valkyries you killed. Yeah, you didn't kill them. They uh, they wow. you just you just kind of upset them. So now there's even well, stronger Valkyries now. On them, I never uh, killed them the first time. You meet I the didn't. actual real Valkyrie queen at some point. So that's wild. Well, no, you fought their corrupted versions. Yeah, in Bro, 2018. No. I'm just but, over here on so. Normal. The internet is ripping the game up because Yo, and yeah, I saw 25. Charlie. I saw Charlie, everybody critical. Everybody knows critical. He talked about this too because people in his chat were like, my biggest gripe with this is that they ruin Kratos. And I don't think they ruin Kratos as much as I agree with Charlie when he says that what they did was they took this character that we're so used to seeing full of hate and rage, the same anger filled puppet every single game. And now he has grown to have feeling and emotion and he worries and he yeah. cares and he wants to see his friends live, you know, and he just, he just wants to, to be okay. And there's like the first 20 minutes of the game, he smiles and everyone was like, man, they destroyed this shit. And it's like, oh, have you, if that. you've played all of the games, he has a reason to smile. Like that whole journey we oh, did yeah. in 2018 the family, man. bonded yeah, with his son. They love each other now. They're well, not no matter, strangers, you know. No matter what they're saying. It's just like, what the hell? 25% dude? of players finished it in the first two weeks. Oh, it's I'm taking my <laughs> time with it because I enjoy it. That game. Yeah, yeah. Well, like they can all bite it, dude. I enjoy like, it. So I mean, much. at the end of the day, nothing's perfect. You're always gonna find something wrong with anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this game's probably gonna take game of the year. It is high for game of the year. Later on, at the end, I of this, think we're it will for the game of the year nominees. Yeah give our two cents who we I think, think it will win but yeah. critical says it'll definitely be Elden Ring I don't know man it's like, Elden Ring's got a lot of issues is the thing like 
like it isn't one of those two a very yeah. ambitious game it's an open world souls game but honestly like i've heard i've i've read a lot of comments from people talking about how the open world concept kind of takes away from that soul style game because you know when you're like doing a when you're doing a a thing in dark souls and stuff and you're going to the castle and you're going to fight like a dragon or something and you're walking across the bridge and you look across you see this like massive land you can't go to any of it but it paints a picture of like where you are and like you can't really reach any of it so it makes you feel a part of this this massive world and elden ring is a massive world but everything you see you can go to and it's just kind of like it takes away from i guess like the immersion because it follows that concept that every open world concept follows where it's like you are literally the most important person walking across this planet right now everything that happens is because of you <laughs> yeah yeah and then so just I, general bugs as well there are yeah, so how i feel about that is that they forgot that the game was called elden ring and that it was not called dark souls 4 well right no yeah so, you could only but it's really hard it you know be exactly like being Souls. from from software like it's really <laughs> hard not different. to compare it to every other game that they've done which is sekiro and bloodborne and all the dark souls and demon souls now yeah some of the standards are too damn high also <laughs> some people cannot get away from tradition it's a big problem in this country yeah and the same goes for how they feel video games should be yeah. But I think Elden Ring's not going to take the main title is because it is still got a lot of bugs in it. You know, like it's a great game. Uh, but I feel like it's uh, not quite as uh, polished as God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Well, God of War uh, Ragnarok yeah. is, is we'll, diamond polished. We'll touch <laughs> on that. We'll touch on that when we go through nominees. But uh, yeah, we'll circle back. Yeah, to highlight some stuff, so obviously uh, it's not a secret. We have lost a lot of people the past couple of months, uh, but two in particular kind of hit home because I think for all of us at least, both of them were pretty important. But first off, we lost Kevin Conroy, which was just a Batman. major major punch in the heart for me like i was so sad for the next week for those of you that don't know kevin conroy is the voice of batman in batman the animated series and most animated anything involving the arkham series batman beyond i mean he if you recognize mark hamill as the joker kevin conroy is the batman to his joker yeah, he uh, he presented himself, uh, I think it was early 2000s as Batman and kind of just wrote it out ever since then. The next 20, oh, maybe even 30 years, I think he was Batman. So that's extremely devastating. I mean, I clearly grew up with like Batman yeah. on repeat in the house all the time. Prove so. it. Proof fucking just rip everything down and it's Kevin Conroy pictures. Uh, Alex definitely he's got like <laughs> classic VHSs, you know it, man. Yeah. Bro, I've got Mask yeah, of the Phantasm on VHS, which is hands bro. down maybe Kevin Conroy's best performance as Batman. I met that says man. it himself. And Shook me and Justin hand. did have the yeah. honor 
of meeting Kevin yeah. Conroy, which was a absolute dream come true. The nicest dude. I mean, just like I said, I think that whole like don't meet your heroes thing is crap because like Kevin was oh, so yeah. cool. He's a good guy though. Sometimes like, your heroes yeah. are heroes. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a nice guy. I got a signature. Everyone. Yeah. He wrote me a line from the movie on the picture that I chose. So the fact that he was just had his favorite line ready to go was awesome. So, yeah, that's that's horrible. I'm sure there'll be a replacement Batman soon, but it just it'll never be the same. Kevin. Yeah, it'll probably be the dude who plays Sonic (laughs) because he. Yeah, everyone is saying Roger Craig Smith would do pretty good backup he was batman for arkham origins and he really wow. did sound like a young kevin conroy yeah. so. and he's not even the only childhood hero we lost this month yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately uh not long after a couple weeks um we also lost jason david frank who was the original green power ranger uh, the white ranger, also the black Zeo yeah. ranger, the red if, uh, something like RPG me, ranger, the red dino force watched, ranger. If you're like me and you watched the Power Rangers movie from the late 90s, yes, early 2000s, he was the one white Power ranger. ranger that actually knew kung fu. Yeah, I vividly white have ranger. a memory of just watching that movie on repeat by choice. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Let me rewind it because it was a VHS. So I was like, rewind, play a whole yeah. day, nonstop. That was the plan. It was sick. There and was yeah, that's, that's a huge loss because he was, was like the that coolest one. character in that movie, bro. And he they just they like, just did a new movie of the Power Rangers that brought back the original cast. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, hurting too. Well, he's been doing a lot the past couple of years, he's been doing a lot of legacy work. So he has been a constant recurring character in a lot of the Power Ranger series. He's Tommy Oliver and one of the, yeah, this whole time. And one of the coolest things that I like is uh, there's this fight scene with him probably from like four or five years ago in Power Rangers. And he's fighting this like evil Power Ranger, but he's the legendary Tommy. So like, you know throughout the fight he's like you know green you know mighty morphin power ranger whatever thing and then he turns into that one and he gets his helmet broke and he looks back and he's like white falcon ranger and he turns yeah. into that one and then he's like nice. black black zeo ranger and he just keeps doing it until he gets the upper hand and it's amazing to watch That's but sick. yeah also uh People might not know this, but Bat in the Sun has been doing a lot of pretty fat budget fan films here recently. They actually got the money together to do a full length film called Legend of the White Dragon, which is kind of like inspired by the Power Rangers. And Jason David Frank was the main character. Uh, Luckily, filming had finished on that movie when this happened. So they're not sure if they want to release it just yet because they are just broken. Yeah. If you know Bat in the Sun on YouTube, he was Tommy Oliver in Bat in the Sun's videos on YouTube. He always was down to be the Green Ranger. And like so. what really sucks is like with these two people, you know, passing, like these are two celebrities, you know, that were a part of the world that weren't afraid or like unwilling to work with 
I guess, more common, you know, people, you know, they would do yeah. fan films. They would, they would reach out to the community. They would, they would talk to the community, you know, instead of just, you know, being one of those celebrities that's just too good for everyone else, you know? And I yeah. think that that's what hurts the most is the fact that we, we've lost celebrities like that are the exception to like the stereotypical, yeah. you know, jerky celebrity people. And that, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more of our childhood that is like slowly, you know, going yeah. away. It feels like, yeah. but some good stuff from dying. our childhood has also recently happened. Oh, and yeah. that is, I'm sure just as we were all watching the Batman and we were watching um, Power Rangers, we were also watching Pokemon every morning. If you're like me, you get breakfast and then yeah. Pokemon's ready to go. I fucking love Pokemon. Dude. Every morning. And Ash Ketchum, we know, has been trying to become a Pokemon master since the beginning. Back when yeah. it started. And he finally has. He 25 finally years did it. later, Ash Ketchum is officially a, like the Pokemon master. Yeah. He beat the champion. Him and Pikachu. They did it. Yeah, they are officially the very best. No, yeah, like no one ever me. was. Scarlet Thank and Violet you. came out, and apparently they're trash. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, but so <laughs> back to the future. Yeah, Pokemon's not doing too well. Uh, besides, yeah, that, successful so, uh, franchise in video game history really shat the bed this this month. Um, and released a game that I feel like a lot of people would say is unfinished. But most people are looking at Game Freak and being like, oh, this business that's been in this game for 30 years that has literally infinite supplies of money to make anything they want. Yeah, they, they just didn't care. They, they put out it. a glitchy, buggy mess. Don't even know if they intend on fixing it. Doesn't matter because they sold 10 million copies in the first three days. It's the Switch. Like, I've heard nothing but bad things about Nintendo's support with the Switch. Like, nah, they, nah, they man, dropped I'm not even, it. Nah, I'm not going to let Game Freak put that on the Switch. All right. We got. It's, it's so, not just not Game Freak. Chronicles it's 3. not the Switch. If you've it's seen not Zelda Nintendo, Breath of the Wild. They have The Witcher 3 Freak. on the Switch, and it works pretty decently. It's like, just, it's. It's yeah. not the switch. Game Freak fucked up, and that's yeah. what it is. That's, and that's even, people are distinctively saying, like, we're not putting this on Nintendo or Switch. <laughs> it's this company that is just not well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I don't know. That's it's my personal thing, but like I got my Switch and I had it for like two, three weeks before I was like, why did I fucking <laughs> Well, it's it's better with more people, you know. And now, like or, to this day, yeah, I, I, mean, I carry it around every day, but I haven't played it for like two months. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely got to get into indies. It's got its own crowd, you know. It's definitely got the Switch crowd, and that's honestly something I kind of don't like about the Switch crowd is they will just endlessly support Nintendo, even if they're openly scamming them. Yeah, it's sad to see, to be honest. Nintendo that's not all bad you know. of no course more, tears of the kingdom is going to come out and it's going to be fire but <laughs> oh yeah we I mean, don't play them games i'll enjoy like y'all telling me about it but like i i can't get through breath of the wild well no yeah man i mean i don't mean any offense towards you but you're definitely like a more like linear story driven kind of player ah uh, be like oh no, yeah, yeah, that's true. Zelda's not it's, that game. Yeah, it's like, not. Zelda is that, a game. 
honestly, I think the biggest complaints I heard about Zelda was that it was the least like a Zelda game because there wasn't really that many dungeons. The, you know, there, there weren't what? like them uh, massive puzzles or temples, but it was what? designed to explore and get lost in. And oh. it, but there were actually mm. dungeons and temples and puzzles. No. You had to go to them. No, they didn't I mean, spoon yeah, feed like... it to you, so I didn't see them. <laughs> That's how well, it be, bro. That's how it be. No, but yeah. I mean, you have to find your own story in that game, you know? Like, they really... At least a hundred hours, I feel like in that game. So I, I get it. God. Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, let's be real here. Ninety of those a hundred hours, are you being like, "Ooh, what's that?" <laughs> like going. I'm gonna run you know, all the way down, find a way down this entire. Like, I mean, cliff. it's a beautiful. I love the game. I don't mean any shade on the game. It's just like that He's game is designed it. to get lost in, and it does it fantastically. Yeah, I. uh I don't know. Maybe if I had the actual switch and not the light. If you could dock it, yeah. Oh, no, you really got the light. Oh, you should. The, the light's too small. You need to be able to play your switch on the TV. Like, yeah, you be able to play switch on the TV. There, there's certain games <laughs> that you just you gotta do, like Luigi's Mansion or Haunted Mansion. Ooh. Gotta yeah, play. If it would ever go on fucking sale, I would love to get Luigi's Mansion. I I am fortunate enough that after my the two-year battle i have a ps5 and after <laughs> that i'm just we ended the last season with him not having a PS5. oh that's right last season i did not have a ps5 season two i have a, a freaking ps5 and it's pretty sweet I've you were looking like... at the truly blessed right yeah now. i've had it for <laughs> we are we are all on the next generation it's about time. I'm about to say I've got a, a third controller for my uh, PC gaming because I'm a snob, and it's pretty great. I still great. use the PS4 controller for my PC gaming because that I still like that the best. I mean, the five that one don't feel no different. I really like, like the five controller, but thing. they die real fast. See, I don't get that. I don't. I, mean, I don't understand. Like mine are okay. Yeah, mine lasts like. Damn near six, seven hours at a time. But that's the thing, man. My PS4 controller would last days, man. My I don't PS4 even be on. Would last like three days. I've and also got a charging dock, so I just walk up, pop my shit in, and I'm done. So mine's charging if it's nice. not in my. I just yeah, have the rotation mastered at this point. When my controller starts to die, I'll switch. Yeah, that one charge, and I'll play with the other one. Yeah, that's why you got to get multiple, man. You just got to be ready, like. Swap in the second. It could also be the cord that you use to charge them could just not be charging them. That that is the most annoying thing. I've had to read entire forums where they're like, "Yeah, Sony just made it to where it's only the high output chargers work." No, my cord's charging. Like it'll get to full charge. It's just like they they be dying in like six seven hours. It is what it is. That's not a huge like issue for me. At least we're still not in the era of batteries, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Thank God. Well, your batteries is like just, middle ground, except for nah, batteries. bro. Xbox is Xbox is still grinding batteries, aren't they? That's true, yo. They are Xbox. They probably got to deal with use whatever double it is. 
Duracell or something. Y'all can't, y'all can't sit here and tell me right now that the Xbox better when y'all still gotta get double A's to play your shit. Oh hey man, don't 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 put Xbox down like that, man. Xbox oh, I'm not. I I am fire. a former Xbox dude. I was deep into the no. Microsoft son. No, yeah, I they, was in they, there. They've got a lot of cool stuff in the past couple of years, man. They own Bethesda now. Hey, so. I mean, yeah, they. Man, oh, whoa, so hey, hey. No, let's not talk about. <laughs> don't don't remind me that I have to buy an Xbox to play the next Elder Scrolls. Did right? somebody Whatever. say the shittiest game company on the planet? Whoa, hey, now, just Todd. We know, uh, we know, it's no secret. I hate Bethesda. What yeah, they just do, Criti- Critical just made a video like two weeks ago. I didn't even watch it called More Random Bethesda Drama. And it was like a 20 minute video. Bro, that's Amazing. because Todd is like, yo, I just, I want to make a bunch of money. So release Skyrim 15 times. Bro, Ooh, yeah. And then the he has the audacity, the audacity. Keeps delaying Starfield. Well, if you stop wanting Skyrim, y'all start paying for it like Fuck you. And then turn around. We've been through this. Remember, I shared those articles where all of Bethesda likes heads said like, yeah, Elder Scrolls future is exclusively on Xbox and it's not a punishment for PlayStation. It's just we have a deal with Xbox the same way PlayStation has a deal with multiple game companies. And it's like that's dirty though like you don't bait fans for decades and then be like well sorry if you're not on pc or xbox they straight thanos half of their yeah so fallout 6 you're gonna have to convert or elder scroll 6 or fallout 5 or elder scroll 6 you're gonna have my thing here's my i ain't doing it i ain't doing it i'm not doing it probably by the time Fallout 6 and Elder Scrolls 6, or no, Fallout 5 and Elder Scrolls 6. By the time those finally come out, man, we're going to be like in our 70s. And there's a good chance that kind of thing is done. I ain't even going to care at that point. I'm going to be a real life gamer. I'm going to strap into the stratosphere and I'm going to just play till I die. Oh my God. Can we mention that real quick? Uh, so the uh, oh, it's the guy who made Sword Art Online. Hey guys, Alex here. So, a uh, quick editor's note: after some minor research, I actually realized that it is not the creator of Sword Art Online, but the founder of Oculus. Uh, the reason I said Sword Art Online is because of the picture that's about to appear on the screen but I genuinely thought it was the creator of Sword Art Online. So everything you're about to hear is not exactly factual, but damn near close. Enjoy. I just officially announced that he created a real VR set that plays a game that he programmed that if you die, shoots you in your forehead. And there are three cylinders on the front of the fucking thing and they're loaded with 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 ballistics and i was like this isn't true this is stupid and then i googled it and i was like holy sweet what? god he's that being sounds serious. sus 
He's being serious. Why does that sound familiar? That actually does sound like I feel like he's being serious because they were he was like Sword Art Online. He was like all these people said that they would play a game where if they died in the game, then then they would take the chance of dying in real life. So I invented that option. And people are like, well, you're sir, you're not allowed to use that like that is a weapon. (laughs) <laughs> like no, you, yeah, can't, you can't you can't use first that. person that, that but there's pictures that of it their life man yeah see i told you silly it is the You're scariest thing i've <laughs> ever seen it is an oculus rift with three cylinders one in the like middle and two next to it and when you die it sends a like battery charge signal and then bitches go bomb straight into Yo, your brain that is that's like i ain't taking it right that's crazy bro that sounds like that dude was like you know sword art online i realized that like you could kill people and just get away with it what happened (laughs) was he spent his whole summer watching every single Uh, saw movie and was like i can do that's dirty son that's scary he said, Shot I'll get rid of the weed. I am going <laughs> to, hey, uh, editor, if you're listening to this, please put a picture of that weird goggle on the screen. Roger that. <laughs> cool. Thank you. No problem, brother. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you for the VR uh, killer helmet editor. That's good job. No, yeah, I um, just really want it. I don't know what it looks like. I've never looked it up, but I really want it to just be an Oculus with like <laughs> just the most like literally like just three guns like duct tape to it. You're not far. Like, you're not very far. Yeah, <laughs> Terrible. Moving on. Uh, one of the games that we talked about heavily in season one that ended up dropping and kind of skidded on the pavement like Robert Pattinson and Batman. Uh, that would be Gotham Knights. Uh, I was super, super... The difference was that Robert Pattinson was like really good as Batman. Yeah, I was, I was super enthused for it and then it came out and it's not as bad as the internet makes you seem because I what I what I will say it looks fun. What I will say is they put their heart and soul into the story. They did a lot of research and I actually have the entire Court of Owls like volume and there was a lot in that comic that they pulled and use for the game situations where if you're a fan of those comics and you see your environment, you're like, Oh no. And like, it's exactly what you think. I honestly think I know why Gotham Knights did so poorly. And I think it's just, it's three reasons. And those reasons are one, it it locked at 30 FPS, which isn't a big deal. It shouldn't be, but it, as should, someone it, who it has still looks good. FPS, it's such admit. a big deal right now. When I see I 30 why. FPS now, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> it's not that great. Because I'm playing, a, I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order, and I have to put in performance mode around 60 FPS because when it's not and it's running at 30, it's so choppy, and I hate uh, that I that my eyes just naturally notice that now. The second yeah. reason is because they hyped the oh my god out of Gotham Knights. Like they made it seem like this is going to be the best well, Batman game. I will say average. 
It's not See, bad. That's that's the thing. Like, but it's average. Everybody was going in being like, "This isn't a Batman game," and I'm like, "They they didn't want it to be like it's they told us it would. They were going to kill Batman. So you're playing as the sidekicks, the ones who weren't as good as Batman, who were trying to gain the ropes. But I will say, I'm not trying to like you know get get wild with it, but like they made the game to where they had the 30 frames per second in mind. So it's not choppy. Like the world moves in a sense to where it doesn't look shitty, but at the same time, there are slow elements that should not be that slow. And, you know, and my third point was that, uh, Something that I think they really did to sell this game was the death of Batman. Like, we all knew the death of Batman yeah. was coming, and they didn't really tell us how that happened. So we were like, oh, it's going to be a major story element, death of Batman. And there's no mystery involved. They show you how bad, that's how the game opens, is they show you the death of Batman. And that's what that you had expect. If, if that was a question for you, if it was like, I wonder how Batman died and you got this game, that was going to be told to you before you even got to actually play the game. Yeah. And I think that disappointed a lot of people too. So it just had, it had the poor frame rate, which set some people off just in general, for some reason, (laughs) then it wasn't spectacular. It was okay. And I think that disappointed people. And then just any mystery that you thought you knew, they were like, ah, that's, that's actually not really that big of a point. And you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) Well, that's what I would have expected them to do be like this is a game batman's dead like obviously they're gonna show you batman dying like at least they showed us batman dying they could have just been like here are the fucking sidekicks and but yeah like, but yeah. like you know how theorists get like they're they, like batman's dying and everyone's going it's the court of owls <laughs> like <laughs> admittingly oh, okay. they they kind of run out with the the dead batman thing like i i like i said if you if you pick a central character and you play solo mode and you think of this game as like, oh, this is the Red Hood game or this is the Robin game or the Nightwing game, it, it makes sense. It's like a cool first try at something that's not copying Arkham, you know? Yeah. But like they did, they put the love into the story. The combat lacks a little bit, but the more you upgrade, the more realistic it feels. And I can say the crafting and the mods get really overwhelming, but you have to like learn what each thing does. And once you understand what mods to mix to get the best upgrades and shit, it starts to make sense. But I think overall... Uh, I don't I don't want to be ugly, but like I'm thinking it's at least a seven. It's a seven out of ten. I was That's gonna not give bad. it a six, That's not bad. but I think it does a little bit better than six. It's yeah. probably your you average. Know, like six. it's not a Batman it's game not, too, but you, also in your previous game, you when the game you're coming from was Arkham Knight, which was a banger. Yeah. You know, okay. that 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 that's rough. You gotta spread some love into it if you're coming from that. And I mean, it's it's a cool thing from the studio who did Arkham Origins, you know, so it wasn't ever supposed to top Arkham, but I don't see them trying to expand on this any further now. 
It's that's, probably that's not going to get any awards at the game show this year. Yeah. yeah let's, let's talk about some other games, too. Let's I was about to say, speaking of uh, game shows or game awards, yeah, so Gotham Knights is not nominated for anything. Start off, but we started uh the other day we got curious we looked through some of these nominees for the upcoming 2022 game awards and uh some of these are extremely interesting so i, I didn't figured, go through them this is raw for me yeah i figured we another game of the year one <laughs> some of these i'll, I'll be a little you know my memory is hazy <laughs> yeah well uh we'll, we'll see what we got so obviously uh this whole thing starts with category number one which is game of the year bro we already talked about this one i'm sticking by my decision um god of war and elden ring are gonna go at it and then stray is gonna actually take over and get game of the year so another nominee on there stray stray will get the indie or whatever it is nominated for a different one i think it's the indie cats dude cats is gonna win so aside from like those three there was also xenoblade chronicles 3 a plague tale requiem and horizon forbidden west now what i didn't realize is that the saddest thing about horizon forbidden west is they tried to set the release date up against elden ring thinking that people would buy horizon forbidden west over elden ring and it caused them to lose a lot of money off of that game so i don't know how that's gonna look they went against breath of the wild with the first her and that's what's crazy is like with both horizon games they were released with something with so much adversity against them and they still did a decent job and like those games are really really good well, and remember the out of such bad times. Yeah, no. remember the first one was a sleeper hit, though. I feel yeah. like it took a few years for it almost took to it get around year, to though, it. And it was in second place to Breath of the Wild. But how are you going to beat Breath of the Wild? And it's kind of this year. How yeah. are you going to beat Elden Ring and God of War? And how God of War. Yeah. And Stray. And Stray. And Stray. <laughs> Amazing game. But yeah, I think unanimous God of War on this end. Uh, all three of yeah. us. Yeah, Elder Ring will put up a really good fight. It's really those two, yeah. Which is I funny. Elder Ring has the advantage too because it is available on both Xbox and PlayStation and PC. Yeah. Because God of War Ragnarok is a PlayStation exclusive for the moment. Doesn't matter. We know it's going to go to PC in the future. Yeah. Um, Which is actually kind of funny be- because yeah. uh, it looks like Ragnarok and Elden Ring We'll be fighting it out for about 60% of this show because next we've got best game direction, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray, which uh, game direction. I mean, I haven't played them all, but God of War is a really good game direction. I don't think it'll it'll be Elden Ring. I would say I'm probably going to go with God of War because Elden Ring, as I stated earlier in this episode, was an open world game. And a key concept of open world games is that you kind of make your own story, which kind of means that the direction isn't as strong. Um, Whereas God of War Ragnarok is basically a movie and was directed highly <laughs> so. that's that's kind of my thought too it's like it is 
more no, direct. Like that's why, like I feel like Stray actually has a better chance yeah. over Elden like, Ring. They actually category. think about the cinematography of God of War as they're making it. it. They I did mean, that, Horizon that too. Thing again, where it's all like one take again. Like it's a Horizon two is very story oriented, but like God of War is just making such a wave. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say what's funny is like you live vote here on the website, so you know all the dweebs are gonna spam Elden Ring for like every category. Ah, but you can only vote once from your IP address. They're gonna do the same for God of War though. Monsters travel in packs, bro. There'll be multiple. <laughs> That's the thing though, man. The God of War community is pretty rabid. <laughs> All right, let's freaking slash it with best narrative of Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. So I haven't played a Plague Tale, but I've been hearing lots and lots of good it's things. It's in here, bro. It's bad. Or the narrative. Yeah, I think I've heard we might take it because I feel like I've heard that's the strongest thing about Plague Tale is the story that they tell. It like yeah. it makes you. It's one of those games that rips your heart out, man. Like, yeah. I could see that. That's one, yeah. It's it sucks because we haven't played them all. That one could take it. But who knows, man, mate? God of War could just sweep. God of War could sweep. <clears throat> now definitely this pull one... a full sweep. They're not gonna do that though. They like to be spread around now. They're all yeah. freaking politically correct and shit. <laughs> this one I thought was actually uh pretty funny because you have best performance of the year. You've got Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. You've got Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem. You've got Man Engage for Immortality. You've got Sonny Soljic, who is Atreus from God of War. And you have the man himself, Christopher Judge, Kratos, the God of War. Um, so, I'm gonna give it to Ashley Birch because I just really want to see. I Ashley was about Birch. to say, I, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I, as much as I we, love Ashley Birch, I, I assure you, Chris Judge has this one locked. See, but after his performance in Ragnarok, bro, he brings a whole new energy to Kratos. Like the Requiem performance could he's be got too. it, bro. Yeah, I promise you, Chris Judge. Bro, Ashley Birch has a really solid performance in Horizon, though. And if they're gonna get an award, I feel like it's gonna be that one. No, I, don't I don't know. know. They've uh, direction and stuff. She screwed. I feel like she's going against Kratos and Artreus. And from yeah. I'm telling you, as somebody it's, who is you know, 22 it's, it's hours a, a into Ragnarok, two characters from one game in that, bro, it's, like, yeah, it's probably gonna be one of them. 22 hours into Ragnarok, and this game has literally thrown me on the floor and whooped my ass a thousand times. I have Fair. cried. I have been angry. I have been happy. I've been betrayed. I've been heartbroken. This game is running. I truly believe that, like, because I'm telling you, bro, there's just, there's a point where you're just, you're watching him. Like, he's trying so hard to hold on, to be a good person, to be a father. But deep down, he's like, I'm the fucking ghost of Sparta. Like, you know, oh, like, you're going to say of Tsushima. Who am I going to be or <laughs> who am I to pretend Tsushima. to be, you know, somebody's father? I'm a fucking monster. I destroyed Olympus and murdered the gods. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
why am I not going to do it again? You know, like this yeah. whole dynamic between him and Artreus, I truly, I don't know. I haven't played Forbidden West. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, but I got to give Ouch. it to Chris Judge, bro. He's nasty. We'll bro. see. We'll see. So we got there. one that's a little bit more closer to home and Rhett's categories. We've got games of impact. So games that just had a massive social impact with their message or whatever. Stray. And it's all indie games. So you got a memoir blue as Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling. Uh, I was a teenage exocolonist and hindsight which yeah, I mean, a memoir blue looks super gorgeous just off the the art the, what was the one well memoir blue and one now that's strays people yeah a memoir yeah. annapurna blue. yeah yeah annapurna yeah. runs the scene of the indie games that make you feel something and i'm sure they've they got two few of these categories They've got two uh, in this one. That's pretty yeah, nuts. They'll probably Both and Memoir Blue are on my wish list. Um, but I have heard good things about the other ones, too. This one's pretty interesting because this puts a weird, like, argument in place where you've got best on best ongoing series. So you've got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Genshin Impact, and Fortnite. Yeah, that's probably the nerdiest thing about this podcast is that we night. You we know, all we play night, everyone nice honestly <laughs> Fortnite should take it our entire friend group so wildly Fortnite. successful. I don't think Fortnite's gonna now. I and think so, so I hate so. to say it, but I feel like the Apex people are gonna come in because it's the superior. I the no, nah. I think the Genshin people. Genshin are gonna come in. I think Genshin's gonna take it what? because Genshin is an Genshin's got a national hit, and it's That's got a what's special about following. Genshin's like, got a mobile audience. They have a massive following around the world. Also, people billions hate this of players in Fortnite. <laughs> people hated this December 8th what it's, day uh, is December 8th yeah I would love to see Final Fantasy take it a because Thursday. they have put a lot of effort into keeping that game really nice um, yeah that would be good to like because I right because there were a lot of problems for a while yeah and it's kind of like the horizon forbidden what and I mean it's been good for a while now but they keep striving to make it better and that's that's impressive to see um, but I'm telling you, Genshin's following is so massive. They're they're gonna take it. That's I think so as well. Yeah. Where's the indie category? Yeah. So up next, we've got best indie game of the year. So we're starting with Sifu. Then we've got Stray, Tunic, Neon White, and Cult of the Lamb. Which we're looking at two Annapurna games again. Cult yeah, that's a tough game. category. It it sucks because usually in a category like that, if one of the games is up for game of the year, it's gonna take the smaller category yeah, that it's also so up for. Stray's but I, for sure. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb has I've heard a lot of good things. Cult of the Lamb's pretty fun. That. It plays almost identically to Hades, though. Cult of the Lamb. Stray yeah. is wild. Yeah, but there's you act there's a cult aspect. There's more there's like a the sim aspect to it. It's not that strong though, to be honest. Like how you play? It's yeah, I, I got it on my switch. Um Ooh, how, oh okay. It's 
it's less interactive than like animal crossing i'll say that um well that's good i didn't want to deal with all that yeah it's really they kind of take care of themselves like all you really have to do is go clean up poop and make sure that they're happy poop um but you have to spend so much time grinding the levels out you don't really spend that much time sim building and stuff so it's it is a lot more like hades with a slight camp building aspect of it that you'll do like instead of going around your room and shit like you do yeah and talking to hades and cerberus and stuff you just you build a little village basically wow there's only well, that's two, what I expected, two so. left <laughs> so I think it but i do think yeah then um the other games in the category though are also strong so uh, gonna win I mean, There's only two left that I feel like are as important. This next one, hey, I'm passionate about. I will, I will die on this damn hill a thousand times. Uh, so we've got best adaptation of the year. Now, this is something that is based on a video game, whether it be a TV series or a cartoon. So we've got Arcane League of Legends, which is gonna be insanely hard to beat because as someone who's never in been inside that lore i even know there are die hard fans by the millions so that one's going to be extremely hard to beat yeah but, but that also, can also be a double-edged sword exactly. die hard fans get really nitpicky if anything's messed up yeah, i don't know dude the ratings are through the damn roof for arcane get to the other ones <laughs> yeah so uh we're also looking at cuphead which i love the cuphead damn, I show cuphead came out. i don't know if you guys watch it it's three seasons deep oh. now and it's it's pretty what? great yeah it's three seasons, three seasons deep. new year? season just came out oh shit and it's pretty yeah. great i forgot yeah. about cuphead yeah, we I gotta get back got on that. Sonic the Hedgehog, which everybody no. loves so- Sonic 2. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, I haven't seen the movie, but I got spoiled. They brought in Sh- Shadow the Hedgehog, so Shadow will be in Sonic 3. Let's That's go. cool. Uh, we've also got Uncharted, which is another big no here no. on this podcast because no no but shade of course, tom holland the one that i would die on the hill and i would sit up up in the moon and i would watch myself and cry cyberpunk edge runners all right oh my god i'm also gonna go with cyberpunk edge Ro- edge runners and i i will i will i will make my case right now beautiful all right, so. show they're, I feel like people are like, oh, they're probably going to be going against League of Legends. Like I said, League of Legends, double-edged sword. Huge fan base. If you make any mistakes, they're at your throat. Cyberpunk was a dying game. It and was then Edge Runners came out, and it was <laughs> so good. They literally saved that entire franchise. Their, their, their player numbers doubled <laughs> like as soon as that anime came out. And it's just been rising since then. Like it's so rare. I played it twice. Yeah, it's it's very like, <laughs> I'm like, like a show come out about a game and you'll see a slight spike. Like when Witcher came out, there was a slight spike in like Witcher three people and getting back on Witcher and playing some. But to literally revive a game from the ashes with a single season show, that's impressive. That means that game was so good. People got so invested into that world. They're like, let me let me go back and try this game that I currently know. Yeah. 
was a piece of shit the last time I tried to play it. I was willing to put up with everything that made me so angry again because of how good that show is. And that is why I think it should take best adaption is because that that is a feat. <laughs> so what's funny is this is a literal the I've seen multiple articles, but this is literally they're all stating like this was a completely dead game that had you know barely any online servers playing this shit to 24 hours after the show debuted so people had just enough time to watch the show Ninety thousand people signed up for new accounts and jumped in then they released the edge runner update and tripled that number in the same amount of time and it's been growing ever since that's pretty intense now they have funding to start working on cyberpunk 2 the dlc's coming out finally the phantom hacker or whatever like like this anime saved cd project red they're in some hot water (laughs) i don't know (laughs) cyberpunk i don't know how youtube be i feel like it doesn't really matter because we're not you know you can say certain words stuff but what's funny enough is cyberpunk's uh new lead person for the dlc the phantom hacker is actually played by porn star sasha gray adult film star uh very very famous let's just put it that way she is extremely famous and I, I never mean, in my life thought she would be in a the thing a though super is like awesome she's video not game. really a porn star anymore. Like I feel like she has no, she's retired. Producers. You know, and now she's she's a producer now. She's got a Twitch account. She streams. Yeah. She's got a podcast going. You know, she's really kind of gotten into that. Like I guess film slash content creator world. Dude, she deserves. And I mean, more power to her. Yeah, she's I think grown. it's a little tragic that. <laughs> you know she she landed this this essentially voice acting job for this game and everyone's just like oh a porn star is gonna be in the game and it's like she hasn't been a porn star i'm sure like it's gonna be one of those roles where they're putting her character in the spotlight so it'll probably be pretty wild like her performance will be pretty cool well i think it's gonna be more akin to like her twitch streaming because like that's what she is in the game she's like a radio show yeah so i think uh this final one we're gonna bring up is probably potentially the biggest one of the night other than game of the year that's gonna be most anticipated upcoming game and there is some there's some poppers on here i mean uh no we're not even gonna mention that bethesda dookie stain that is starfield because you shouldn't even be on this list you bastard but we've also got final fantasy 16 yes which looks extremely cool can't wait for that shit uh hogwarts legacy which i was never a harry potter kid so not into hogwarts resident evil 4 remake which is already played it Butter. Uh, yeah, everyone's already played like three times. All right, well then don't get it. But when it's fucking sweet, don't. Play I mean, it. I'm gonna get it. Then, but, uh, I'm gonna say it's course, not gonna get to the most, most anticipated. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the King. That one's probably gonna win. That is. <laughs> but I want Final Fantasy. Me personally, oh, no. I am most excited for Final. I'm excited for all the games. I think really. Like I said, except for Starfield, I, I I love Legend of Zelda, but it has become something that is just not in my play style anymore. 
I mean, That's it's fair. cool that y'all get it and like y'all love it, but it, a part I of me that. is sad that I'm just so frustrated with Breath of the Wild. That's a Bloody good dynamic of our can't. podcast that we all play slightly okay, different man, games, but okay. we also play the same. Honestly, I think if you were able to dock it to your TV and play it that way, you would enjoy Probably. it a lot more. Yeah. Probably. You see the details. It'll just be nice. And it'll, it'll look like a Studio Gilby movie. It'll be great. But yeah, that shit's mm. definitely going to be most anticipated. Yeah, they're going to, it's just, it's such a huge crowd. We've, the, the Zelda community has been wanting this game for years and years and years, ever since it was announced back in like, what, 2019 or something. Right. It's been a while. I mean, they were literally before they announced that its name was Tears of the Kingdom, you could like type in Zelda Breath of the Wild to, into google or youtube and it would just pull up hundreds of videos of people speculating like what the next title is going to be what this game is going to be about how it's going to relate to the zonai from the first game all these theories and stuff how did it get shorter like so much like a fanatical level I feel like when they dropped that original teaser, didn't they just put Breath of the Wild 2 and then they had to come out and tell people like that's not the real title. No, it's uh they called it the sequel to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh yeah, it was something weird. And they were like that okay, hey, hold on, that's not the real title. Like we we're just not gonna reveal it yet. Yeah. But well, I mean, hey, while we're on the future, even though it didn't make it to this list, uh Quinn brought something to my attention that blew my mind the other day but they said hey yeah it's cool that you got a ps5 now because uh kingdom hearts 4 is gonna be sick and i was like i forgot yeah i didn't even that that whole teaser completely slipped my mind and quinn said that and i was like oh my god you're right yeah can we go over one more category can i request one more category Oh, what yeah. are you what are you requesting? Yo, best soundtrack. Best soundtrack. I'll have or music design, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah, give me a are they separate? I mean, it could Tell be two me. I gotta remember what number that was, but it shouldn't be hard. 13 days till the show. We've definitely gotta watch. We gotta tune in. I think me and Justin watched last year. Because they show some trailers and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason to watch. But, I mean, yeah. You can always just Google the winners later, but them reveals, bro. The reveals. All right, yeah. Best score and musical soundtrack. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Xenoblade 3, A Plague Tale, and Metal Hellslinger. Yeah, I think I voted for Metal Hellsinger when I did it. I mean, Serge Tankian did the whole sound. Yeah, cool. I knew better. Yeah. But, I mean, Eldering will probably take it. They do have some pretty crazy choirs going on. <laughs> in That's that fair, yeah. You know, a fucking dragon lands, and there's a whole church behind you just singing as you fight this dragon. <laughs> Bro, that kind of music carried the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, bro. True. Amen, dude. They might get it. So, yeah, with the uh, have to game get something awards. Because God of War is taking Game of the Year from them. 
I hope so. But yeah, Game Awards, December 8th, uh, 7.30, it starts. I'm pretty sure they live stream on YouTube through the Game Awards channel. So we are going to check that out. Definitely, you guys got to check it out. You know we're going to talk about it because, I mean, this is a big deal. So, I mean, I I don't have anything else I don't think that I wanted to touch on if you guys could think, think of something ah, i think that brings our first episode of season two to a close yeah. cool thank you come back guys yeah that uh, back we appreciate you yeah so I'm serious, <clears throat> like i'm joking we definitely uh we hope to be in full effect again so this is this is the start of something great so i mean you know where to find us we've got the instagrams the twitters the facebooks and if you've seen this video then you're clearly on youtube but yeah that's how we do it yeah this is uh this has been the whack cast season two episode the outro play the music hey editor play the music get excited for the binge (laughs) 